Hello and welcome back to That's What People Do. You've made it for part two of our two-part series, our first ever two-part series mm. of Yosef Mengele, whose name is now under contention. Some people say Mengele. <laughs> or Mengele. Mengele. I'm going to keep saying Yosef Mengele because that's how everyone else says it. That's fair. So if you remember in part one, we discussed the atrocities that he committed during his time at Auschwitz-Birkenau concentration camp, his work on twins, his scientific, air quotes, experiments, mm. and just generally being one of the most evil people to have ever walked the face of the earth, I guess. Yeah, absolute shit. So if you remember how the Ed part one ended, it ended with Mengler being on the run as the Russians were sweeping through Poland and heading right towards Germany. Yep. So that's where we left it. Mengler is on the run. So at this point, Mengler had fled Auschwitz as the Russians progressed. He he knew the war was lost. He was very aware of it. I think the only one that wasn't aware of it was probably Hitler. <laughs> nah, he knew. He knew at some point. So at this point, he ditched Mengler ditched his SS uniform and began wearing a regular soldier's one instead. Makes exactly sense. what fucking Himmler did. Yeah. He, along with a group of German soldiers, were captured by the Russians. Who, not really who you want to be captured by. That's a dangerous game. But luckily for Mengler, the Russians handed them over to the Americans. Why? I don't know. They just handed them over. Who, so the weird. Americans were a lot more civil uh, yeah. than the Russians. Now, the Americans at this point had a list. And on that list was lots of SS officers' names mm-hmm. that they wanted to put on trial for war crimes. Mengler's name was on that list. Yeah. And they had him. They had Mengler. And unlike, if you remember the Himmler episode, we said that Himmler was too proud to give a fake name. He did for a little bit, but then eventually he was like, no, I'm Himmler. I did this. Yeah. Because he's a little fuckboy that wanted credit. Mengler was a little bit more clever and didn't do that. Mm. He'd never told them who he was. And the Americans, thinking he was just a regular German soldier, let him go. So the Americans had Josef Mengele in their fucking grasp and let him go. But why Why did they let him go? Really interesting. All SS officers had, this t- had a tattoo. And that tattoo was their blood type. Right. So if ever they needed like a quick transfusion, they could get it done quickly. However, Mengele was so body proud and didn't want anything to mark his skin. Oh, yeah. He refused to get the tattoo. Ah, fair enough. And that's how he got away with it. So his love for himself... His narcissism. His narcissism, which we covered in... All these episodes are linked. <laughs> and that, his narcissism got him away with it. Because if at that point they realised that he was Mengele, he'd have been put on trial, yeah. killed, and yeah. that would have been the end of it. That would have been the end of it. Alas. Damn, that's so close. Imagine that. They go, right, everyone, lads, strip. And they're like, any tattoos, any tattoos? Any? No. Oh, you sure? Yeah, yeah, we know that uh, the SS officers all have their blood types tattooed on them, and none of you have got your tattoos, so go on, you're, you're free to go. And he's like, fucking hell. He's like, Jesus Christ, dodged a bullet. Literally. He really did dodge a bullet. Literally. So he knew he was being hunted, and he knew that he would be hunted. He worked uh, as a farmer for three years, in eastern Germany, because if you know, Germany was split into east and west. The Russians and the Americans kind of yeah. split it, which yeah. all the Berlin Wall came into play, and David Hasselhoff standing on the wall, all that <laughs> hoo-ha. 
So he worked in eastern Germany for a family who took him in, and they didn't suspect anything. He didn't tell them who he was. They he, they just assumed that he was a German soldier, down mm. on his luck. And he just worked as a farmer, applying his trade. Yeah. After the three years, his incredibly rich family helped him to flee the country. Now, his family made a fortune in selling agricultural equipment post-war. I was just about to bring that up. To help rebuild the country. Did you know it's still going today? Yep. Mengele and Sons farm equipment. I looked it up on Google as I was writing these notes. Yeah. If you want to buy Mengele and Sons equipment, you can. How mad is that? Like, Mengele's family business still runs. That he was profiting from. Yeah. And he was profiting from the war. So because they needed to re- rebuild the country, Mengele was then profiting from World War Two. It's crazy. This man just seemed to... What's the word when you just wriggle out of everything? He's just... He's like a little snake. He's like he's Teflon. Teflon. Yeah. Nothing sticks. But then there's other companies that while we're on the subject that during the times of war, like Hugo Boss designed the SS officers' yeah, uniforms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Allianz Insurance? Yeah. They gave... They put building insurance on Auschwitz and gave all the officers health insurance. Oh, wow. I did not know that. That happened. So Allianz are bad. Um, Were bad. Oh, I'm sure they're fine now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're all right now. Who was uh, it? Was it Volkswagen? Volkswagen was uh, uh, conceptualized by um, Ferdinand Porsche, yeah. who was asked by the Führer to create a people's car, um, which is, I think that's what Volkswagen means, doesn't it? People's car. Really? Yeah, it's German for people's car. Oh. Um, well, there we go. Which was the whole point of it. It was to make a car cheap enough that German people could have so for their the, family in the it. German Ford. Two parents, two kids, Bosch. Um, and, but yeah, that was designed by Ferdinand Porsche, who makes Porsche cars. Yeah. Um, Mercedes provided the cars for the Third Reich. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, there's so many I'm sure, companies. I'm sure the story of Fanta was that Coke went off or something and they needed... Fanta was to do with the Nazis. You're right, yes. Um, so... Coca-Cola was a big drink in Germany, I believe. Yeah. And then the Americans, Americans put trade sanctions on Germany, which meant they couldn't get Coca-Cola anymore. Yeah. So they designed Fanta instead as a drink. And then obviously later on, Coke bought out Fanta, Fanta and now own it as well. So Fanta, Fanta was designed World War II, I believe, yeah, by trade sanctions. And Fanta is arguably better than Coke at me. I don't care. I said it. I, I, <laughs> you make this is this this is either going to go really well for you or really badly for you. I make in Nando's what's called a muddy puddle, which yeah, is Fanta and, Coke. Fanta and Coke mixed together, and it's glorious. Fanta and lemonade, I understand. Coke and lemonade, I understand. Fanta and Coke is a bit of a strange one. But to be fair, I just when I was a kid, I just mix everything, just literally. Yeah. Also, if you're American, you don't know what a Nando's is. It's just chicken. Oh, it's the cheekiest movie ever. It's, just, it's like a Portuguese. They say it's Portuguese. I don't yeah, even yeah. know if they have it in Portugal. They say it is, yeah. It, it's Portuguese-style chicken. It's called Piri Piri, and it's a particular type of um, spicy chicken. It is a staple of British diet. Yeah. It, like everyone goes it, to Nando's. It's very much, you know, very very much a British thing, but it, it's very, very ingrained into Essex culture, mm. um, which I chicken think is Nando's. where it stemmed from. So, yeah, if you're American, make sure you have a little trip yeah, to the if UK. Ever, if ever you're in Go UK, get yourself get an Andos. Get an Andos. You'll pro- you might be disappointed because it's chicken and chips, but it tastes sensational. It's great. Always don't go too hot on, the, on your cook. You can always make it hotter by the sauce. Exactly. Always go medium and then yeah. put the extra and then make hot it hotter sauce if you want it. on. Yeah. The sides are good as well. Anyway, we're talking about Mengler and somehow we're on to Nando's. <laughs> 
So, where was I? Mengler profited from the war. His family were going to help him escape. Mengler and Sons farm equipment can still be purchased today. Look it up. Crazy. He managed to blag a Swiss passport under a fake name. He walked across the Alps into Italy. From Genoa, he boarded a boat bound for Buenos Aires, Argentina. Now, if you know about the end of the war and the Nazis escaping, you'll know that a lot of them went to South America. Yeah, In fact, of most of them fled to South America because yeah. Argentinian president Juan Perón... He was a dictator, wasn't he? Yeah, and he liked Nazis. He liked what the Nazis wanted to do. He liked, He was friends with Hitler. And also, the Nazis, I think, gave him lots of nice little... Yeah, they probably butted him up a lot. They had a lot of money to give him and that. So... Mengler himself was taken in by Juan Perón and lived within the president of Argentina's compound, and they were friends. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, Juan Perón's daughter, you'll never gu- you'll never guess, Eva Perón, and if you know the musical Evita, that is who it's based on. Okay, I've I've briefly heard of Evita, but I don't know anything about it. I've never seen it, but all I know is people love Eva Perón. People love Evita. Well, I'm going to tell you, she's a well-known Nazi sympathizer. Oh, is that right? Yeah, but that's a whole other episode because Avita's dead body has a whole story behind it. What? Her body was paraded, but that's a whole other episode. People, By who? Argentinians? Or? It was paraded around the world. What? Yeah, and then eventually it was laid to rest. Apparently it had powers. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's, it's, it's a really uh, interesting... People can be so thick. Yeah. But Eva Peron, Don't Cry For Me, Argentina, should really be Don't Cry For Me, I Support The Nazis. Brilliant. Anyway, I've just killed a lot of musical theatre lovers' dreams. Good. Now, the Nazis had a community in Argentina due to the volume that fled there because they were just welcomed with open arms by the by Juan Peron and his family. Yeah. Um, Mengler was well-respected, obviously, because everyone knew who he was. Hmm. And he took up work as a carpenter, which apparently he was very good at. No, he's kind of good with his hands, I suppose, disassembling things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> For fuck's sake, yeah. I hate myself for that. <laughs> oh, now, dear. at this point, Mengele, he becomes relaxed. He realises that, okay, I might have got away with this. Wow. Like, remember that little thing that I did in Auschwitz? People might have forgotten about it now. It might have all blown over. Not realising that people don't tend to forget <laughs> what he did. Yeah. His father, this was how fucking outrageous they were about everything. His father would often organise skiing trips with the whole family, which Mengele would regularly attend, and it would often be in Switzerland. He'd just fly, he'd fly back, get a boat back, whatever. I can't get over that sort of stuff. Like, I don't get it. You know, like, your parents always say, like, you know, I, I'd never shot my kid to the police or anything like that. They yeah. always say that kind of stuff. And they're like, oh, you could do anything. I would never, because you're my son, you're my daughter, you're my kid. But... You disassembled and dismembered people. Yeah. You dissected people. You you threw children into a pit of fire. Surely there comes a point where you have to look at your child and go, I can't love you anymore. Or I love you, but also, you need to be held I'm accountable. I'm pretty certain that Mingala's, like brothers and sisters had kids themselves. Would you seriously want your kid being looked after by Uncle, Uncle Mengele? Fucking hell. Giving them little sweets and then like just goes, oh, this fire's lovely, isn't it? But his family... would make it better. Baby fat. His family didn't move with him. They refused. They wanted to stay in Germany. They had nothing to run. They had a profitable business. Yeah, damn right. Nah, you made your bed. You fucking lie in it, boy. (laughs) So, but yeah, he was on skiing, like in skiing resorts and just, he was just having a fucking life of luxury, which is annoying. It's really annoying that he was just 
living it up. I hope he was really shit at skiing. Apparently, I hope it was he, something he was, he was really bad at. He was doing it from an early age. He was oh, quite. He was quite good at it. Prick. He's what he's what he's, as I said in the first episode. He's one of those guys that just naturally seems to be all right at things. Yeah. Um, his wife Irene. Remember, I said in episode one that she went to Auschwitz and was cool with what she saw. Didn't divorce him. Oh right, yeah, I forgot about her. So she's she's gone to Argentina with him. No, this is why they got divorced. Okay. She did not want to leave Europe. Oh uh, okay. Whereas obviously Mengele was like, well, I can't fucking stay here, otherwise I'm gonna get killed. You think that she would be pulled up? Be like, where's your husband? They got divorced, officially divorced. So at this point, Mengele. A lot of people thought that Mengele was dead. Because he just disappeared. He'd vanished. So everyone's like, okay, so in the aftermath of the war, what have you, the Russians must have killed him and just dragged his body away, as they tend to do. So they got divorced. And then Mengele, fucking bastard, decided to flirt and get together with his dead brother's widow, Martha. Uh, okay. okay. So they got together. How does that work? As you do, you just get together with your fucking brother's widow. Hey, how you feeling? Um, he just I mean, ha- it's a bit difficult at the moment. Like, I'm trying to just, you know, get over it all. It's difficult. You want a point? He has no respect for anyone. <laughs> no respect <laughs> for anyone. Oh, my God. He divorced his wife because she didn't want to leave the country. And he's just like, hey, how, gonna, you, how you doing? I'm going to bang my fucking dead brother's wife. Which you know he's, down and he's always, like, kind of looked at her and just been like, damn it. Yeah, he must have always thought Damn this. it. I made a mistake there. 1956, he got so relaxed, he... In what year? 1956. Oh. He got so relaxed, he took back his real name of Joseph Mengele. Brilliant. He was just like, yeah, I'm Joseph Mengele, I'm here, fucking come at me if you want. That's ballsy as hell, like, not even, just over 10 years. He thought, I think at this point, he genuinely believed that the world had stopped looking for him. Yeah. But I think he just realised that, oh, mate, I can be in Argentina and be Joseph Mengele and... I'll be okay here. Yeah, that is mad. However, Nazi hunters existed. Damn it, yeah. Lots of Israeli Nazi yeah. hunters. Mainly from Israel. And they were tracking down and holding key Nazi figures accountable Are for called, their actions. Called, um, is it the Mossad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, and do you want to know who was a member of them? No. Christopher Lee. Hey. Christopher Lee. What? You know Christopher Lee. Dracula? Yep, Saruman. He Count was, Dooku? Yeah, he was one of the people hunting Mengele. Sorry? Saruman hunted down Joseph yep. Mengele? Yep. Oh, you're going to have to tell me more about that. That's mental. I'll know more. Because he was... Christopher Lee, I feel like an episode on Christopher Lee must happen. Because remember we did the J.R.R. Tolkien episode where yeah. he was a soldier and came back? Christopher Lee was essentially the same. He was a soldier. He was a fucking Nazi hunter. He hunted Mengele. Um, there's a story that he was on the set of... Lord of the Rings, yeah. and someone got stabbed and made like a Ugh! noise, and Christopher Lee went over to them and went, no. When people get stabbed, this is what noise they make. <laughs> and then actually stabbed him, and he died, and they brought in a new extra, and I was like, right, now do it <laughs> fucking right. <laughs> so I don't know much on Christopher Lee, but yeah, he was a Nazi hunter. That's I'm genuinely amazed by that. Yeah. Count Dooku hunted down no. Joseph Mengele. I'm assuming he didn't find him. No. Otherwise we'd know that yeah. that was a thing. But but yeah, Christopher Lee was a Nazi hunter, which is fucking awesome. I feel like That's an episode so of Christopher cool. Lee might be on the cards. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, so we'll we'll blast past Christopher Lee. He doesn't come up again, but he was he was about. Herman Langbein 
I'll probably butcher the name. Uh, he got hold of the divorce paper- papers for Mengele and Irene. And then that is when he realised that Mengele was alive and well in Argentina. Oh, so they got divorced sometime after they assumed that Mengele was missing. Yeah, so people thought Mengele was dead. Everyone kind of assumed that he was dead. And then suddenly these papers popped up with Josef Mengele and his wife's name on it and thought, how can the fuck can you get divorced if you're dead? He's alive. Him and his wife, now ex-wife, they must have left it kind of amicably. Because, like, you think how much she knows. Yeah. She, she, wouldn't, she didn't grass him out because she didn't care. If she cared about what happened in the Holocaust, she would have said something during the Holocaust. She didn't give a shit. She so she must have been like, a, you know, like uh, anti-Semitic and hated. Yeah. She she was blonde, blue eyes, German. And thought that what they were doing was right. Yeah, she was. So she when was he German. left, he, she was like, mm, at the end of the day is what it is. Like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Right, I don't care. Wow, what a cold-hearted bitch. Yeah, so that's the last you hear of Irene. We don't know what happened to her. Well, you probably can't find, but I wasn't interested in what happened to Irene after that. No, because I was just thinking out loud. I was like, like, why did they get divorced? This was my thought process. It was like, okay, why did he bother getting divorced in the first place? If they think he's dead, if he's living in Argentina, why does he need to divorce her anyway? He's just leave her. Because he wants. I think he wanted to remarry. But everyone thinks that Joseph's dead anyway, so she can just legally say, well, I think he's dead, and then just play that card perhaps she wanted, you know I mean like, perhaps she wanted a settlement some money from the business maybe that's a really good point actually yeah she could make quite a bit of money out of that business if she got a divorce I actually think I've listened to another podcast this might be completely wrong and forgive me if I'm just making up absolute bollocks there was there was a payout something to do with it maybe insurance or something but if if they got divorced she would come into a large amount of money that's the only thing that's in my head make, seems to make sense is that she divorces him because she gets quite a lot of money out of it I think, and, I think she you know, did he seems to be quite a devoted father at least you know seems yeah. to be into his kid I um, mean he, he was not a good dad no no oh, he was just good to everyone else his son did not like him just giving his fucking his kids just being like <laughs> you give sweets to everyone else yeah fucking Uncle Mengele <laughs> his son didn't like him they tried to meet up a few times uh, I think Mengele went under the name Fritz which is so stereotypical but they just didn't get on <laughs> isn't Fritz fries chips i think so but it's well i think um uh in the war whenever you captured a german like but the british soldiers would call them fritz yeah. and the germans would call us tommies yeah tommies is, yeah i think that is yeah yeah i know they definitely did that world war one tommy i'm yeah. assuming that just carried over maybe i don't know i wasn't there krauts was world war two wasn't it krauts yeah. fritz well i mean krauts. it's krauts still a thing now isn't it well yeah if you're, Brexit. Not, if you're a knobhead <laughs> um where was i so the divorce papers popped up. Suddenly, Mengler's back on the map. Nazi hunters like, well, shit, this is one of the most high-profile Nazi officers. We won again. Now, one of the reasons that people had stopped looking for him, because they had, they'd stopped looking. If these divorce papers didn't pop up, he would have lived a life of royalty in fucking Argentina with no issue. However, the Americans had stopped looking for him and stopped looking for other Nazis because suddenly they had other issues with Russia to deal with. Cold War? Yeah. Mm. So they, at that point, decided, okay, we're going to leave the Nazis now. They're not worth our time. Mm-hmm. That war is done. We need to fucking deal with the Russians. And the Cold War happened. And we won't get into it because I don't know enough. So, yeah, the Americans are out of the hunt. The Israel Nazi hunters, Israeli Nazi hunters aren't. They're very much involved. Now, at this point, Hermann Lambin went to West Germany and was like, look at this. Mengler is alive. So West Germany demanded that Mengele be extradited to face the charges. 
Around this same time, Adolf Eichmann was captured in Buenos Aires. And Mengele, at this point, was like, fuck. Mm. Like, they're, they're close. So, he moved to Paraguay. Fair. So, he, 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 he knew that they were coming for him. And he knew that the extradition... Is that a word? Uh, they wanted extradition. to extradite him. Extradition. It's believed that Mengele was spotted in Argentina by Nazi hunters before he fled. But there wasn't that many of them. So they only had enough power to arrest one. And that was Eichmann, who was one of the key players in the Holocaust. And so they got Eichmann. And then they went, while we're here, fucking Mengele's here, we've seen him. So they went, okay, go get him. By the time they went to get him, Mengele had vanished. Trying to catch Mengele at this point was like trying to catch smoke. Because I'm giving him no credit whatsoever, but he's a clever man. He must have quite a few friends. Yeah, people would tip him off. Yeah. So he moved to Paraguay and then he moved to Brazil. He settled with a family outside Sao Paulo in Brazil. And in later life, he lost his charisma. And if you look at pictures of him, he's got like a horrible little, like, you know, a lot of them slug mustaches. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got one of them. Uh, he lost his charisma. He treated everyone as, as his intellectual and racial inferior. He was just a dick. Yeah. He was just. Old man shouts at Cloud. Yeah, literally. So all, all his good looks and great personality fucking hell if he had any has gone Mm. people began to hate him his son didn't want anything to do with him so I think the only fucking thing that we have to hold on to is Mengler's final years were spent in lonesome misery people people didn't like him and it said that he he had a journal that I think I looked at in 2011 I think the journal sold for about £250,000 at auction which had loads of like poetry in it, like loads of love poetry. Mm. And it was literally about it. The journal make mainly was woe is me. Yeah. Like my life is so hard. <laughs> Why has this happened to me? I am a good person. I'm just a lonely Nazi. Yeah. So he, he was sad in his final years. And then whilst swimming in the sea in February, 1979, he suffered a stroke. He drowned and he died. Oh, that's how Yosef Mengele died. Which yeah, stroke is, whilst swimming. It's massively disappointing that he wasn't captured and hung. Wasn't there a rumour that it, the, Mossad, the Mossad actually got to him and actually it, killed him? I think that was conspiracies. Like his <sighs> body was found, I think. like he, I think it's confirmed that he drowned due to a stroke. Shame. Yeah, so they never fucking got him. Uh, during, since the Holocaust, up until the end of his life in 79, which is what? 30 years? 34 years? He survived after the war? Uh, yeah, 30, 34, 34 years. Yeah, he got away with it. He never expressed any regrets for his actions, and his journals features no remorse. Yeah. Never once said sorry or anything. One of the most evil men to walk the earth, and he never got held accountable for his actions. The only thing we can hold on to is that his final years were spent in complete misery. Miserable git. So, uh, uh, it's... It's good that he died, and it's good that he was sad. Like, yay. Yeah. But no one got to fucking sitting in front of a court and, and fucking actually hound him, tried him for the crimes he did. So, did he get away with it? Mm, technically, yes, he did. He didn't. He didn't go to court for it. He was never tried for it. He lived a life he, on he the got run. Got away scot free. Yeah, he lived a life on the run, but. He always had meals. He always has a. He had a bed. He yeah. He went to bed, in a bed 
he woke up the next day. He, he got to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. He had time to swim in the sea. He had time to died. swim in the sea in a very nice, somewhat hot climate. Yeah. You know, whereas if he'd been caught, he'd almost have certainly been executed within a couple of months. Yeah. And he wouldn't have done any of that. So, yeah, well, fine. All right. The last few years might have been shit for him. Woe is me. But it's more than he would have ever got if he'd been found out in court. Yeah, I think I think it's just such a disappointing end because a lot of Nazis were found. Some weren't, a lot weren't, mm. but I think most were, and even they were tried. Even if they were ninety years old, they were put on fucking well, trial. That was it. Like even recently, there was like a ninety-year-old geezer that was yeah. found. Do- to there was do- a Nazi, who was it? it? What documentary was it? I was watching it recently where it focused on like three, like three Nazis. One, a lot of them claimed to have dementia. Yeah, a lot of them a lot. I don't fucking remember it. It's like bollocks. Yeah. Like you're just like absolute bollocks. You remember everything you did. Yeah, it's clever. One of them, there was a man living in Budapest. Okay. Whether he's dead now, I don't know when this documentary came out. I watched it a couple of years back. And he invited the journalist into his home, and he was lovely. Mm. Like a really, really lovely man. But he was an SS officer. Fucking hell. And they just couldn't hold him accountable for what they did because there wasn't enough, like, evidence. Mm. Another one that was a man that said he was suffering with dementia, but it was often seen that he was out with his friends, he was fine. Mm. Basically, don't be misled by old people old people are not lovely old people sometimes are pricks the, you see an old person you're like ah oh, but you need to understand that this old person at one point was young and they could have done horrendous they could have done great things but they could have done fucking horrendous things as well I don't look at old people and go ah oh. I look at old people and be like you are just as bad as me we're all <laughs> awful people and you know what I'm sorry old people are rude old people are rude they don't give a shit anymore because they get to a certain age they go you know, I don't give a fuck this is interesting because old oh, this is getting into an old versus young debate yeah but uh, you often find that old people say that like young people have no respect however if you ever work in customer service you would find that old people are a lot ruder to you mm-hmm. than young people ever young people understand yeah. on the on the generally speaking if anything I'm I'm sorry for bringing up the issue to them yeah most <laughs> you know times I, mean? like, I don't bring up an issue I'm like no yeah. they're, they're overworked I don't want to do anything yeah, exactly uh, yeah nine times out of ten I'm like I'm so sorry to bring this up but this is not being correct or something like that old people are like what the fuck's that that's wrong maybe it's different in other like cultures but here in England we tend to just swallow our problems and don't yeah yeah, yeah we don't talk about stuff but yeah, old people are very... Anyway, where were we? Old, old people, people rude. Suck. I like to think... Whether there's still Nazis around now, I don't know. They're, if there are, they'll be dying quickly. Mm. They must be in their 90s. Oh, and more. Because if they were like... Even if they were like, I don't know, 20. Yeah. That's what? Uh, for, say, I don't know, say if they were 20 in, 19... in 1940. Yeah. You know, that's six, 80 years 89. nearly. They'd be 89 now. Yeah. Yeah, they should be coming on... Coming on a century. Yeah, so most of the Nazis will be dead now. Yeah. And I think a lot of them will never get held accountable. Others, like Rudolf Hoss. Hess, I'll pronounce it. Hoss. He was hung in front of his home. Good. Good. Uh, you make Himmler a lovely feature. Himmler killed himself. Hitler killed himself. Allegedly. There's conspiracies. And another conspiracy that I think we need to address around Mengele, which was disproved. There's a town in Brazil where the birth rate of twins is substantially higher than anywhere in the rest of the world. Oh, right. And so, yeah, Mengele so people, had a fascination with twins, So people he? believe that Mengele was successful in his work and found a way to reproduce twins. Nah, there'd be more twins than that now, wouldn't there? Like, but the, like, I think it's like 100% more than anywhere, like other towns. However, it was being disproved because Mengele never went to this fucking town. 
he was never seen in this town. It could just be coincidence because a lot of people that moved there were like immigrants who were twins anyway for some reason. Mm. So like the genes were there. Yeah, so it's all it's all bollocks. Wow. Fucking hell. But yeah, that I hate is that he was never caught and tried. Yeah, Mengler Mengler yeah, I could I don't want to put the label of the most evil man of the Holocaust, but he's definitely up for the fucking medal, isn't he? He's up there. He's, he's top trumps, isn't he? Yeah, so he got away with it. Wow. Essentially, he his family is still making fucking money today off Mengler and Sons Agricultural. Very different company now though. It's just shares the same name, I'm sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm sure it is now a business that is owned by someone completely different. And, and to be fair, even if you are his son, Rolf, if you come out and say what my dad did was wrong and I hate him for it, you, you're not accountable for what he did. Absolutely. It's. Like, I was watching again another documentary. Um, there was a, people like Jewish survivors go to Auschwitz like yearly and hold like vigils. A nar- a son, of a Nazi went one of the Nazi officers of the camp went and one of the Jewish people asked him, what would you do if your father was standing in front of you right now? And this man responded, if he was here in front of me, I would kill him myself. Wow. it's powerful. So uh, I think as society goes on, a lot of people have realised that what the Nazis did were horrendous. Some people are Holocaust deniers. They're just fucking idiots. Oh God, yeah. I can't stand that. I, I, I don't even know on what basis you can hold that uh, people say that the holocaust is a business which i don't understand do why they do it like people are profiting from it it's, well, it's just, there's yeah, no some profited from it like oscar shinder profited from the holocaust but then he also used that profit, yeah, to, save. That profit to save people yeah but yeah so in, in that sense all right fine yeah people did make money out of it it is a profit to everything yeah they got free labor and shit uh what other points we have to look at Holocaust denial and be like, right, you're all bastards. They're Stop being uh, pricks. They're just dumb, ignorant. But yeah, that is... I feel like... Shall we agree to put the Holocaust to bed for a while? For a little while, yeah. Because yeah. we've we've done three episodes in the last two months. Yeah, right, we'll put the Holocaust Four. to bed for a little while. We'll put Nazis to bed for a little while. Yeah. We don't want to glamorise them too much. No. But it's an interesting point in history. Absolutely. But yeah, I hope you enjoyed part two yeah. of Josef Mengele and Thanks his that. escape to South America and how Evita is based on a Nazi sympathizer. That we one I've got to look up. That one I've got to look up. Evita. Evita. Eva Peron is the actual name. Evita is just Eva a musical. Peron. Her body's very famous. But yeah, so that's Josef Mengele, one of the most despicable human beings of all time. AKA a prick. A prick. So. <sighs> The next episode we're doing is a little bit different. Yeah. And I'm going to let Ryan explain why it's a little bit different. I'm very excited about recording it. So, Ryan, take it away. So, we're changing up. So, normally, as as you know, how we do this, I I will bring to James one particular person. He has no idea until the actual day who we're going to talk about. And then James will mention his one. So, as we were rec- on, to, on the day that we're recording this, as you know, we do four all in one day. Uh, I brought Boudicca on last week's episode and I said to James, you know, James was like, who have you got this week then? I was like, Boudicca. Ah, oh, brilliant. Okay. And then he was like, I've got Joseph Mengele. I was like, oh, brilliant. So the idea is that we're not to know, we're, we're to know as little as possible on the day. But yeah. I've changed it up for this one because this person 
uh, I'm really, really fascinated by it. And I really want to have a genuine, just in-depth conversation with James as to what he thinks about it. So there is a, a documentary that has come out recently on a certain channel about a lady called Michelle Carter, who, mm, how do I sum this up? Michelle Carter managed to convince her boyfriend to commit suicide in yeah. a nutshell. Essentially, yeah. And what we're going to discuss next week is the defense and the prosecution side to the case. Yeah, because there's two sides to this. We'll get into a lot more detail. It's it's a fucking juicy one, I'll tell you. Yeah. So join us next week and we will talk about Michelle Carter. And uh, it's going to be a, a bit more off the cuff, um, just general chit chat about it and a, a genuine discussion slash debate. So do join us in for that one because it's going to be a good one. Uh, thanks, James, for doing Joseph Mengala. The prick, yep. Uh, the prick, aka. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening, as always. Uh, again, do remember to hit us up on the socials. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at That's What People Do Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at That's What People Do. You'll find us on Twitter at That's WPD. And if not, you can always just drop us an email at That's What People Do Podcast at gmail.com. If you do have any ideas of people you want us to talk about, please do just send them our way. Uh, we do respond to everyone who sends us a message because we're so grateful for anyone who supports us so we look forward to hearing from you okay wonderfully done sorry i, I just stopped as he was min uh, finishing a <laughs> yawn <laughs> no you're, you're you're good at all the uh, tag stuff so yeah um we shall see you next week thanks for see listening you next week